episode of Real Talk with Bella, I am actually extremely excited to have uh, Benita Alexander joining us today. Um, I am going to, of course, allow her to give a brief introduction. I mean, I know your story. I know your journey uh, from what I've seen on television. I actually had um, the opportunity to watch uh, your documentary uh, last summer, um, which is how I reached out to you and connected with you because, and I was so, um, I, I wanna be mindful of the words that I'm using because what happened to you is not something that is glamorized, should be glamorized, but how you handled it um, is a lesson to women everywhere. And I, I feel so grateful that I actually, watched it and I hope that you know that what you're doing is empowering and helping so many women um, to take charge of their life and to really empower themselves to do what's right for them. Uh, but I'm going to let you introduce yourself. I know you have an incredible career in the media industry um, so we can set the tone of this conversation. Thank you, Benita, for being here. Thank you so much for having me and I really appreciate that and I really appreciate the kind words. It's um. It's definitely a crazy story. Um, yes. <laughs> I mean, even I lived it and I still, it's still crazy. It's just almost unbelievable. For sure. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how you uh, got started um, and how this even came to being? Because I know for our listeners, they, they, you know, some, some people may have heard, some people may know, but a lot may not. Yeah, I'll try to give you sort of the short version of the story. Yes. Um, <laughs> Basically, this is uh, seven, well, no, going back to two 2013 when I met him. Mm -hmm. I met this through work. Um, I was a journalist working at the network, and I was doing a story about something called regenerative medicine, which is a very exciting and promising field in medicine, where basically the idea is that eventually we would get to the point where we can make new body parts in the lab, right? So whatever's wrong with you, you have a failing organ, something happens, you basically just go to the lab and get a new body part, just like you would go to the drugstore and buy, and buy anything else you need. Yeah. So it's, it's very exciting. It's very promising. There's a lot of hope. And this doctor was at the forefront of this field, Dr. Paolo Maccherini, this very famous Italian surgeon. Uh, he was world renowned. His nickname was actually the super surgeon. Oh, wow. And he worked at the place in Sweden that awards the Nobel prize in medicine. So um, very prestigious, a lot of accolades, worked all over the world. People were sort of clamoring at his feet to work with him. You know, he was, he was the superstar. Yeah. And so we decided to focus um, this documentary that I was working on around the work he was doing. And his next patient was going to be this little Korean toddler, this beautiful little girl who was born without a trachea and who was going to be operated on in the United States. And what he was doing is he was putting artificial plastic tracheas into, into humans. It just, it looked like a plastic tube basically that was then wrapped sort of, or soaked in the patient's own stem cells. And it was, the idea was that this would, with the patient's own stem cells would sort of magically integrate into the body. Yeah. So she was going to be the youngest person in the world to ever get this. And we started doing the story about her. During the course of doing this story, um, he and I fell in love. Um, I was going through a very difficult time. I did not realize until later, of course, how vulnerable I was. My, I had been divorced by that point for 
three years and my ex-husband, the father of our daughter was dying of brain cancer. And unfortunately I was very vulnerable. And so he and I became friends at first, you know, he was just, just incredible listener. Um, and I'll give you the short version of the way you can ask the questions, but we dated for two years. We, we fell in love. We were supposed to get married July 11th of 2015, this huge celebrity started wedding in Italy. And I, I gave up everything for this man. I quit my job, my very prestigious job. I thought we were riding off into the sunset and moving to Barcelona. And six weeks before the wedding, I basically found out that he was lying about everything. And when I say everything, I mean everything. I, I ended up hiring two private investigators. I did my own investigating. Ultimately, it turned out that literally everything about the wedding was a lie. He made up everything. There never was going to be a wedding. He told me he, was, he had gotten a divorce. He never got a divorce. So he never could have legally married me in the first place. And then in the house in Barcelona, where we were supposed to be moving after the wedding, I went there and found a whole third family. So not even the wife that he hadn't divorced, another family and young, yeah, and young children. And so it was, I, yeah, I don't even know what word to use. It was absolutely devastating and heartbreaking. And I had, for me, my daughter, my friends, my family, you know, so much was at stake. And then the worst part was I kind of wanted to just disappear. You know, it was so embarrassing. The fact that I, aside from being heartbroken, it was just so devastating and embarrassing. But at the, my immediate thought was, oh my God, if he's lying to me like this, there's no way he's not lying in his professional life. Right. And I had no proof of that, but I felt an absolute urgency to go public and expose him because I thought, people are in danger. People yeah. could be dying, you know? And I was, I was absolutely terrified. And so th that's why I went public. I mean, and to, to hear you retell it, um, and, and for those of you listening, like this is literally the short version of it. Um, you should definitely watch, uh, the documentary you should let, so you can understand the scope of the story, because I think for me, what got me, um, the most, you know, as a mother myself, um, is the fact that he was operating on children and, um, the fact that these kids were even sicker after the fact, um, that they went through, you know, the, the procedures that he had subjected them through. And, um, that to me alone, um, is incredibly heartbreaking, but to your point of being vulnerable, embarrassed, um, from someone on the outside looking in, I, and to be fully blunt, I was like, this woman is a gangster. I, I was like, <laughs> she is balls to the walls, no BS, like you are not, and it, it, and it wasn't like a woman scorned, right? Like it wasn't like, oh, woe is me. It was, you are not going to ever do this to someone else, not just right. lying about the marriage, the love, but, but in his career, you are never going to hurt someone else. And honestly, like you should be applauded, revered because you put yourself at risk. I mean, yes, you should. I'm, I would have been terrified. Um, you're putting yourself in a situation of a man who, um, who knows, you know, with the resources, what he could have done to you, to your family also just to keep, you know, this secret going. But the fact that he managed to fool 
so many people and so in, in a medical field to me was just astounding. I remember watching this with my husband and we were just blown away by your courage, um, by your tenacity, by the fact that again, it was like, you are not going to do this ever again to anyone else. And that is um, truly something to be admired. And, and for that purpose alone, I was like, oh my God, I need to at least meet this woman, have a conversation with her because this is unbelievable. Like it really is unbelievable. And it happened. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you. It's, <laughs> it's, no, I really appreciate that because it's, I, I will say going public has not been easy. And, sure. yeah. um, you know, sometimes people sort of ask me even now, cause I've been talking about this for seven years and I'll get yeah. comments. So why are you, you know, you told the story already. Why are you still talking about it? But the thing is, I'm not going to stop talking about it for two reasons. Number one, he's still out there. And yeah. even though he was actually just convicted in Sweden this month, um, on one charge, he still has a medical license. He can still, you know, he can still operate on people, which is astounding and appalling. And I don't know, so many other words. Yeah. But also, also because I want women to know that this really can happen to anybody. Yeah. You know, it I'm happen to anybody. Yes, it absolutely can. And so many women feel so stupid and so humiliated and so alone. And women are so ashamed to talk about this because they think, oh my God how did this happen to me? Which is exactly how I felt. You know, yeah. I'm an investigative journalist, you know, yeah. I, how in the hell did I get duped? Yeah. But this, oh, you the thing is, and that's honestly, right. That's okay. <laughs> and that is okay. You know, well, exactly. Yeah. And that's what I tell women all the time. What's, what's your crime? You, you yeah. wanted, to, you fell in love and you wanted to be in love. Yeah. You know, that's not a crime. And we're supposed to be able to trust the person we love. You know, the problem oh. is with, these con artists. And one of my big things now is, is I'm so adamant about stopping somehow victim shaming. You know, there's so much pointing the finger at women who yeah. get conned and there's so much questioning. How did you fall for this? Why did you fall it? You know, hold up a second, yeah. you know, how about pointing the finger at the con men, you of know, course. these manipulative uh, pathological liars, you know, and it's a problem because it makes women afraid to talk and they count on us being afraid to talk because if we don't talk, they can just keep rocking well, and rolling they, and, and they can continue to prey on women just that are vulnerable and who who won't speak up so exactly um, yeah i mean listen i uh again i literally when we finally agreed to chat i encouraged my entire team here i said you have to go and you have to really you know watch the story and 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 to understand because again just like you said i think it, it can happen to anyone. I know that I myself was engaged before my, my current marriage. Um, and it was in a similar, like I found out probably three months before my wedding, um, that who I was really marrying and, um, oh, it, wow. it, it was a punch in the gut and it's not like, Oh, and so I understand, um, definitely not as, um, you know, I guess public and severe as, your situation, right. we try to compare and we try to like match up to, you know, somebody else's <laughs> drama, but um, I actually was able to remove myself from like a truck, right? Like from underneath a truck um, yeah. and just save my future from a, a potentially really toxic uh, environment and relationship. And, you know, this is somebody who I wanted to have children with and live with yeah. um, and who had a severe gambling problem and, you know, uh -oh. ended up pawning 
my property, you know, uh, without, oh, wow. you know, falsifying documents and things like oh, that. So sorry. I can imagine, um, just like you said, it can happen. And, you know, I consider I'm college educated. I went to school yeah. and I, again, was in love and thought that this was, um, the guy for me. So, um, to, to that end, you know, I would love to hear obviously how you're, 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 you're saying that you're continuing to tell the story, but obviously, um, you know, it's been seven years and things are still happening. I remember you, um, shed, uh, trials still going on. Like what, what are you up to? What are you looking forward to? Uh, hopefully once this is all over and be, and behind you. Well, it's interesting because initially, like I said, my, my only goal in going public was to expose him, which was not an easy thing to do. I'm, I'm a very private person, you know, I mean, and to, to raise your hand and like, tell the whole world like hey I just got fooled it's not fun you know and I was not braced at all for the um haters and the trolls and the you know the what comes with being in the public eye which is yeah. is brutal you know yeah. it's actually brutal and it's that that was such a shock to me and I I have a much thicker skin now but that was very difficult but then it morphed into this new mission because all these women started reaching out to me literally from all over the world and yeah. some men too, but mostly women. And they were thanking me. And it was very humbling because they were thanking me for being brave enough to tell my own story and thanking me for making them feel less alone. And I realized I was hearing from hundreds and hundreds of women. And I just thought, oh my God, you know, there's such an urgent need to talk about this. You know, this is, it's like this taboo, this stigma that I mean, first of all, it was shocking that so many women are being conned, maybe not as extreme as you said, you know, as my case, but definitely yeah. it happens way too often. Yeah. And women are afraid to talk about it. They're ashamed to talk about it. And I just want to do whatever I can to help end that and to, to help stop the stigma and help women sort of band together and bond together and, you know, do whatever we can to fight back. And that in some crazy way has made all, all of this make sense. You know, um, I would never want to live this again. I would never want to wish it on anybody. Yeah. Um, however, I do think in some crazy way, maybe that's why this happened to me because I am a journalist and I did have the means, you know, and the courage to sort of fight back and stand up against him. And you know, he kind of messed with the wrong woman. <laughs> so um, <laughs> he had no idea what he walked into. But no, I think also <laughs> to, your, to your point, though, I mean, you are the mother of a daughter. And I, yeah. I can tell you from my own experience, you know, with my own mother who decided to um, divorce my father after many and listen, love my father, my father passed away over 10 years ago. But um, was a womanizer and you know she turned around and said to me you know make understand that you don't need a man to mm -hmm. fulfill whatever it is that you want to do in your life and um yeah. that's where my independence stems from you know and my resilience and my and i guess like that fight and that drive so to yeah. your point is that's what you're modeling to your daughter is to stick up for herself to speak up and that she will have uh, a legacy of a woman who really um you know not spoke up not just for her for herself but also for other women and that's something that you should really 
I know it's hard to wrap your head around the work that you're doing and why, you know, I heard you speaking earlier and I can't help but think of that phrase that Oprah always uses that says, you know, what happened to you has happened for you. So this is your mm -hmm. opportunity to uh, utilize all of that yucky stuff that happened uh, <laughs> for good, you know, for, for good. And I think as yeah. human beings, we always want to look at like we need some research we like we google right like has this happened to somebody else like how did they handle yeah. it so when they right. look to you um they'll find someone who um gave it all they had and and really you know brought down a guy who was genuinely hurting harming people and um you know that at least in our book here you're a shiro so i really oh, thank you <laughs> Um, Thank you. Of course. Um, if anyone wanted to get in touch with you or uh, learn more about, you know, how, whatever it is that you're working with uh, for mm -hmm. towards in the future, how can we connect with you? How can we contact you? The, the best place is social media um, okay. on both tick, TikTok. I post videos all the time. Yeah. He just was on trial in Sweden and I was posting regular updates and it's at Lovecond, which is L-O-V-E-C-O-N-N-E-D, Lovecond, and it's the same on Instagram. Okay. Um, also website under, under my name, a quick Google search will bring up all kinds of stuff, but yeah. also on my TikTok and on my Instagram in the link tree are links to all the um, documentaries and interviews I've done, if, so you can get the history very quickly, let's sit down with some popcorn and <laughs> watch a crazy movie. <laughs> Trust me, if you're if you're dying <laughs> to watch some really gut wrenching, eye opening uh, reality TV, uh, this Love Cond is definitely something that you should watch. But honestly, the lesson there is to use your voice uh, to speak up. Yes. to know that um, you know I I can only imagine having gone through what you went through but again you continue to do it and to fight with so much grace so i appreciate uh this time that you've spent with us today. thank you so yeah, much i really um like i said i've been a fan for for a long time um and i looked very forward to having this opportunity for speaking with you so thank you for being with us today oh i really appreciate it thank you and i just yeah i want women all women to know that you know they're stronger than they think they are. You, you always are. We're very resilient and yeah. we all have that thing in us. I don't think we, we sometimes don't know it until we get tested, but we all do. And supporting other women is so important. We need to embrace each other, not tear each other down, you know? Yeah, agreed. hundred percent agreed. Thank you so much, Benita. Thank you.